Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. This week, we have a very special episode for you. Join me as we take a stroll down memory lane as we investigate a tale involving a young Hanash. That's right, we're going on a deep dive back to the days when our half-orc friend was a lowly beat cop on the mean streets of Nutbush. As ever, we are joined by our fellow compatriot Chris Neal, who pulls out all the stops this week with his accent work. As ever, this is your weekly warning that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. That's right, kids, it's bedtime. Get yourself a hot milk and piss off. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Raggy, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. Looking very sceptically at the countdown timer starting at the top of Squadcast because he doesn't trust Squadcast anymore. There you go. Sponsor this week, not Spodcast. Not Squadcast. 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 <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. For all your Spodcasting needs. All your spotty needs. Right. Let's get into it this week because we are down lots of guests. Chanel is working the night shift. Uh, Lewis is about to kick off a tour, I believe, with um, Air Drawn Dagger. And, well, it's hard to say what Matt is doing. I presume he has other friends. So uh, we're not jealous. Yeah, he said, he said something about another gaming group, yeah, which I think is just blasphemy. I've been cheated on before. It's fine. It's fine. He wasn't my first love anyway. Raggy was. Um, not even a minute in. We're already plumbing the depths of AJ's backstory. Yeah, we are. We throw we throw Matt under the bus straight away. So, what I thought in a bit of a panic whilst picking my kids up from school this afternoon, when I discovered we'd be very short on numbers, I thought this would be the ideal opportunity to do another retrospective one shot. Well, this time we can look at young Hanash, um, because I think Hanash is. Yesteryears are a unmined vein of rich narrative and nonsense. But as Raggy has not yet fully crystallized his ute, he don't know how his childhood is, what his mum is and what his dad is yet. I thought we would just take it back a few years and we would go back to when he was a cop and we would look at younger Hanash as a police officer which I think would be an interesting place to mine. So that's the setting for this week's one shot. We're going to put we're going to put Hanash back on the mean streets of Nutbush. Nutbush being the city where we very first met the adventuring party. Of course we didn't have a podcast then. It just it was just blurting out the front of my brain and we started the podcast about a year later. But Nutbush was the city where the adventuring party started and that is where Hanash hailed from. And today's adventure is going to be uh, all about Hanash, the beat cop. Before we kick things off too far, would you like to describe your characters? Uh, Raggy, I'm sure people are familiar with Hanash, but give them the lowdown anyway, for those who are new. Well, so at this point, Hanash is not controlled by a chaos god at this point. So he probably will be shitting off things slightly less (laughs) than he usually would be, I think. Uh, (laughs) That's probably the main difference. And they'll, you know, be a little bit more methodical, you know. It'll mm. be, you know, a little bit a little bit more by the rules, but not totally. Um, so, yeah, he's, you know, he's been in the police force. 
he's trying to, you know, get close to his papa bear, who is, you know, a higher up in the police force. Ah. You know, he's trying to kind of get 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 them numbers in there. Um, you know, break some legs, take some names, and all that jazz. It's going to be just like the wire. It is. I mean, <laughs> and he loves nothing more than his trusty notepad. <laughs> you say his trusty truncheon. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the kind of guy that likes to use the boot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta feel the. You gotta feel the the bones crack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Wow. Police brutality, guys. It's not good. It's not good. We're already there. And of course, for regular listeners of the podcast, Hanash at this point will not have a metal spike sticking out the side of his head. That was something he inflicted on himself at a much later date. He also will not, as far as I know, he will not have a blunderbuss. Spoilers, not spoilers. When I was putting together the character sheet in a very hurried fashion this afternoon, I thought, what kind of cool weapons could I give Hanash? And I gave him all sorts of machetes, and I gave him all sorts of this and that. And then I went... Fuck it, I'll just give him a revolver. So I've been, <laughs> yes, yes. for one for one evening only and one evening ever, Hanash, you have twenty odd bullets and a revolver. So Oh my god, it's like a Clint Eastwood film. Remember, wow. every bullet is checked in by the police force. You have to justify every single bullet you find. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I get kicked out somehow, so. <laughs> maybe it's for being bad at clerical work. Maybe the uh, name of this episode will be Caught in the Crossfire, and we'll we'll see we'll see how we go. Right, thank you very much, Raggy. Uh, Mr. Neil, do you want to tell us a little bit about your character? Uh, yes, I will be playing Stitch Willowtip, uh, who is a, uh, a small goblin uh, with some latent psychic abilities, uh for for mechanics heads out there uh uh stitch is a sorcerer with the uh subclass psychic soul i think it is um which is uh, a homebrewed one that that aj i think you found on dnd sure did. um so um yeah it will have some slightly different mechanics uh although we are very low level to be fair you are um so I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I believe I believe Stitch kind of does some on and off work for the for the police force in in Nutbush, uh, kind of a freelance, in, in, in like a Hannibal way or like a, yeah, yeah. This is where this is where my my you're, head you're basically back. like a contractor for the Nutbush police force. They're they're merely milking you for your psychic abilities. This is good. Um... Those freelance rates, I'm milking them. It's true. It's true. You get some of the benefits of being a civil servant and all of the pay benefits. Right. Okie doke. Right. We're going to set this adventure off because the clock is ticking. And, you know, we all have lives when we're not doing this. So, you know, we're trying to keep this to a tidy two hours if we can do. Uh, We're going to kick off this very special episode in the city of Nutbush, as we've already described, which, I mean, there's nothing particularly amazing about Nutbush. For the uh, eagle-eyed, eagle-eared even listeners of the pod, you'll have noticed we did set the penitentiary that the adventuring party broke out of in Nutbush as well. But it is a um, busy and bustling city with all the usual preamble and hustle and bustle of a um, large commercial City, there are carriages coming and going. We find our characters standing on one side of a busy street. It's night. Um, it's dark. I probably covered that off by saying it's night, but hey, you know, I like being descriptive. Uh, it's raining heavily. The rain is coming down in sheets. 
And as you stand on one side of a busy road, you see horses and carriages blasting across in front of you. Some of them are um, domestic, carrying uh, everything and anything from uh, well-dressed denizens of the city. You know, some you see are heading out on social kind of events in suits and gowns. Other people you see are a little bit more like uh, every day just going about their their jobs. You also see commercial traffic coming and going. Um, carts piled high with goods fly and whiz past you. You know, all sorts of manner of drivers at the at the helm of the carts. You see crates going one way, fruit going another way. And then obviously just the citizens of the city trying to make their way about. You see in front of you, there's nearly a collision as a small child dances across the road, weaving in between traffic as the rider of a horse is like, hey, get out the road, kid, as the child's nearly smashed to chunks underneath the hooves of a horse. As uh, Willow, you feel the rain coming down over the top of your head and dripping off your nose as you look up over the road at a large rather higgledy-piggledy set of tenement flats in front of you called the Muddy Creek Tenement Flats. Uh, Hanash standing next to him. You two are partners, uh, Nisa partners in crime. You're both police uh, partners. You've been sent to investigate a disturbance at um, apartment 307 in the Muddy Creek Tenements, which are in front of you. And as you look up, they're, they're tall. They're uh, maybe seven or eight stories high, made of wood, fairly rickety. And um, at the moment, everything is kind of slick and wet, absolutely dripping and foul. And you see the mud in front of you on that the road has been whipped up into like a morass of mud with the torrential downpour uh, as a cart flies past you, flicking up mud at both of you as you step back to avoid being drenched pebble dashed in shite and that's where we're going to start this week's adventure i was kind of like wondering like what kind of cop persona i was gonna you know i was like oh, i could go like you know rush hour i could go luther but i mean now with the tower blocks i think dread is the only option <laughs> <laughs> hanash has just got his helmet on and all we can see is his nose and chin he's going to have to method act I have just reverse engineered the story to Alex Garland's dread, haven't I? There's a giant beefy cop, <laughs> a small psychic, and they're both standing outside of an incident in a giant tower block. Yeah, brilliant. Oh my god, I think we made the psychic connection. That's brilliant. Wow. Thank you. You can, you can get. Wow. I've, I've remade. I've remade. Uh, I've remade dread by accident. Oh well, it's a good film. Under- oh my god, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Underrated. Let's maybe, uh, maybe cut that bit from the recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all staying in. Right, what are you doing? You're, you're as I said, um, Willow, as you look down in your notebook, each of you, you may notice, has your police uh, notebook with you. And as you open up your notebook, Willow, you see it says 307 Muddy Creek Tenements Disturbance. Do we, do we have an idea of... Uh, you said it was tenement flats. Would you say would you say it was a fairly rough, rundown part of town? Oh yes. So as as uh, well, certainly Hanash is more experienced, and you're not. You're hardly a fresh cookie, but like you, you know the lay of the land. You're in the um, you're in the 
I don't want to use crass words like projects, but you're you're in the the slightly less exclusive end of town. As you look up and down the streets, you see the tenements. There are other tenement blocks next to it, but also the lower levels of some of the tenement blocks are things like gin bars. Um, there's um, just all sorts of nightlife going on. There's already um, sex workers coming up to you. You see a. Uh, a rather um, patchy looking tabaxi in a in a leather number, like trying to solicit uh, business on the street corner in front of you. She she, she, she says my name, and I say, "Not now, tabaxi. Later, come alone." <laughs> Will it be the usual? <laughs> I say, I say, no, thank you, my feline friend. Well, I'm afraid we're on the job. <laughs> Please tell me that's your accent. That's amazing. Yeah. picture picture as well picture as well because this is the vibe that i'm going for with this character and i think i think the listeners will understand this so i've been re-watching game of thrones and the vibe that i'm going for with this character is the old maester who's at the wall you know the really old you know the really old targaryen guy and he like he just kind of like looks around and his eyes go off to like like weird boz-eyed like that and he, he speaks because he's like blind or something he just like his eyes are all over the place and he just speaks a bit like Yes. Brilliant. As as you both stand on the street corner, a small child comes skipping through the rain, dances over a puddle. He's like, all right, how you doing? Would you like to buy some bizzle? As he um, pulls bags of powders out of a sleeve, it's like, I'll do you a good price on some bizzle. I, I flip my notebook and like, so you can see this as police. <laughs> I was like, I'll buy it for 20 years in prison, kid. Now scram. As you see the kid dances off into the street, you hear a as a horse like rears as he the kid is like a good old fashioned street urchin. He weaves through traffic and disappears into the cloak of darkness of the night. I like the way that you probably have a badge. I haven't explicitly given you a badge in your inventory, but you're using your liveried notebook as <laughs> as a, <laughs> I'm pleased. I got an A4 notepad to show it too. Um, <laughs> go on then. Like, yeah, a, yeah. like Matthew McConaughey, detective carrying carrying around a full full A4 notepad, just like when you flip it, it's like a doctor's pad. Like, <laughs> yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? The world is your oyster. I'm gonna I'm gonna gesture to Hanash and gesture to the door. Um, on like to get into the into the tenement building. You're currently on the other side of the street. Okay. So, oh, right, yeah. So, so you need to destroy everything in that way <laughs> to get there. All the carts, just you know, smash them out of the way. I, I like I I, I do, I do the thing where I look at you. I look I look at you, and my eyes are just completely like vacant. Open the like the tops of my eye sockets, and I just go <laughs> and turn to the street. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Well, so. Across the street with authority. Yeah. Okay. I cross the street with nary a care in the world. I expect things to stop for me. Yeah. Uh, Police business. I want to make you. I, I was going to ask you to make a survival check, but uh, maybe you could both make me an intimidation check. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm going for. This does not involve the destruction of property, so I will not get advantage. <laughs> I mean, it could do <laughs> involuntarily. Uh, uh, I- I got a five. I got an eight. So, Jesus Christ. 
As you step out (laughs) into the street, you basically both just present your badges and step out into traffic as you just hear a, what the hell are you doing? As like a car like whizzes past you, um, Willow, you sort of see the metal uh, horseshoe whiz past the end of your nose as you are now standing in oncoming traffic. Oh, oh, quick, Hannah! And I, st- I try to like, I try to like scurry, scurry ahead to get to the other side of the road. There you go. Uh, okay, well, how, how quick? Uh, no. They're, they're going to be tall. I was going to do that New York thing where you, you, know, you run over the cars. <laughs> uh, but instead, so New York. <laughs> but instead, I'll duck and roll to the other side. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just like holding out my hand, like pretending to like push, push past things <laughs> that probably aren't even there. Yeah, etzoing. Yeah, altering. Yeah, I'm gently pushing. <laughs> um, can both of you make me athletics checks, please? 25 for rag. I got a 10. 10. So, um, uh, Stitch, you look up, you see two horses bearing down on you with a carriage behind it uh, being driven by an elf who's just whipping the horses relentlessly. You see the foam flecking up out of the horse's mouth. As your eyes go wide, uh, you feel the green almost draining out of your face as a giant hand picks you up from behind as Hanash physically drags you out of the middle of the road and barrels to the other side as you both stand muddied and panting at the far side of the road now. I, I take out a cigarette and I light it. I take a smoke and I, I take it out and I say, God, I don't miss traffic duty. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I say, thank you, my green friend. Brilliant. As the camera slowly pans up from the lit cigarette. It spirals around and pans back as you look up all the way up the tenement flats, uh, the tall and imposing, rickety, run-down, crappy, muddy creek tenement flaps. Not tenement flaps, that sounds filthy. Tenement flats. Uh, As you see water running down the front of the planking that they're made out of, because it is a dark and wet night. But yes, there are front doors in front of you. Okay, uh, I think we we go up to the front. We go up to the the main entrance um, and um, just just walk in. I guess. Yeah, we're police. We can we can just walk in with confidence. Yeah. Um, walking in, you go to open the door, and the, the the door half falls off the hinges. You realize it's only attached by the bottom hinge. As you sort of open it and almost have to prop it up to one side as you go in the ground floor, the 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 foyer, if you will, of the Muddy Creek tenement flats is just filthy straw on the floor. Uh, you see a stairs going up at the back and um, just various sticks of broken furniture on the floor. And some of the stories hideously discolored. Um, in the far corner, you just see a man who... From years of police work, you're pretty sure he's just passed out from drinking. He's not moving. You're pretty sure he's not dead. Um, He appears to have just drunk his fill for the evening, tried to go home and passed out in the ground floor of his own flat. Okay. Um, I guess maybe we walk walk towards the stairs. Um, I'd like to kick this man, though, first. Okay. So I kind of want to get some intel on what we're going into. So, you know, like... I feel like he might be sleeping, but, you know, if you kick him, he might kind of stir and give us some... So I kind of, like, 
it's given like not like a full pelt kick, but you know, it's just like a nudge. just like a yeah, like a kick, and I, I kind of want to like get some info from him. Potentially. All right, okay, yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, for the, for the sake of narrative, I'll say um, yeah, using the um, the standard police technique of a swift kicking, you um, slowly boot the man in the corner who who you you see him rock backwards and forwards as his eyes open a crack they're bloodshot to hell uh, you notice now that he has a drinker's nose his nose is bulbous and kind of like that all the uh, blood is kind of rushed to his nose from years of drinking as he, you just hear a crack his his voice comes out kind of dry at first almost as if all the saliva has evaporated out of his mouth you hear him say Yes. What can I do for you? Sorry to disturb you, sir, but uh, what can you tell us about this place? Is there any you know dodgy dealings here? I, I know it's a rough area, but you know, is there, <laughs> is there anything we should know? This is Muddy Creek. What don't you know this place is? Well, you're born here, you live here, you die here. Jesus Christ, what day is it? It's Sunday. Fuck me. I went out drinking <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so do you know anything about uh, the habitants of room 303? 307. 307. Was, yeah. 307. We're here. I, I, like, I like cut in with a really loud voice of like a really old person that's clearly not heard half of the conversation. It's like, we're here on police business, here to investigate a disturbance at apartment 307. Well, look, I, I can tell you 307 will be on floor three. I live on floor four, so I've got no reason to be on floor three. Floor three, I think it's quite a nice floor. I don't remember too much violence on there. A lot of nice families live on there. Like I said, people born here, they live here, they die here. There's whole families living in these flats. We had a real problem with interbreeding. Generations of people, cousins, fucking cousins. That, that, that's enough out of you, sir. Yeah. yeah. Well, what a nightmare. Oh. Uh, and I just turn around and start, start like, walking slowly to, to the stairs. Yeah. And just, like, and just finish the conversation you, you, there. As he goes, he went, would you be able to help me get up? As he reaches out a hand, you see he's kind of got nicotined, yellow, cracked nails in a very ring. He's got, like, smoker's hand with a vein. I looked at him. I'm going to put police business. Sorry, sir. All right, well, all right. Goodbye, goodbye. Uh, I just I start hobbling up the stairs um, with the confidence of a man who can't see much. And, and like, I'm still like my fitness regime, so I, every time I take a step, I do like a little like crunch. Just a little crunch. Yeah, I, kind of like, I do like high knees to both my knees. <laughs> that's that's like me in my physic peak physical, you know. And this is just body. this is just Hanash, right? This isn't you, Chris Rag. I mean, it's inspiration from True Light. Like, no, no, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is just Hanash. Yeah. Uh, you start walking up the stairs. I mean, the stairs are wooden, fairly shoddily put together. Every so often, you see a plank is is has been fixed with newer wood. Some of the spindles up the side are missing from the stairs as you make your way up it just creaks with every little uh, hot step you do you hear them creaking as you make it up onto the landing of the first floor you look down the corridor of the first floor and you see a whole row of doors doors right doors left you're this is currently you know two floors below where you're heading uh you just see a child on the landing uh just crying like wailing and sobbing mournfully 
Um, as a door opens and you just see a woman walk out, stare at you, realize you're a police officer. She shakes her head and pulls her crying child back in and shuts the door. Seems like a nice place. <laughs> Didn't realize my ex-wife lived here. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> Uh, and I need some ointment for that burn. <laughs> I am the craziest old goblin you've ever met. Love it. I love this energy you're bringing here. Uh, making your way up, you make it onto the landing of the second floor. Between the first and the second floor, you have to stand to one side as a family of orcs comes down. Um, there's Mama Orc and Papa Orc. Papa Orc is very, very tattooed. Um, and has a black eye, and he's followed by three children, almost like little ducklings behind him. They follow him. Three little orcs come down the stairs um, behind him. As as he comes down, you see um, the female orc notices Hanash's service revolver, and there's a there's a nervousness to her, like she's seen violence before and she's seen brutality. They pass you without incident, but. Can I, can I just like, can I, like, I don't know if I've got a police hat on. I'm going to assume I am. I'll just like tip my hat to them. You get a, you get a silent respect off the uh, the big orc who looks at you, realizes you probably got a job to do, doesn't want to get a beating with a billy club, so just sort of silently nods at you and walks past, uh, ushering his children <laughs> carefully out of your uh, vicinity um, as you make it. Classic Hanash wrath. Yeah, I, I took my cat to him and I see the kids and I was like, 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 uh, put your hand on your revolver. Yeah, you, you know, like, there's like a little button over it. I just like the button off. As you make your way onto the second floor, um, the first thing you notice as you step out, Willow, not Willow, what the fuck am I talking about? Stitch, you notice. Um, you step in a puddle as you notice um, some of the plumbing has leaked and there's sort of like the, the the straw is very damp on the second landing. As you walk, you notice there's various discarded beer bottles around as clearly the residents have had a floor party or something like that and not cleaned it up. Um, as you go to make your way up. I gesture to the floor and I just say, looks like we missed the party. <laughs> as you say that. You're telling me. You see a um, young-looking dwarf who's just got tattoos all the way across his face and under his eyes. He's like a dwarf ute who's not wearing a shirt with some amazing nipple piercings. You hear him. He sees you. He clocks at your police officers, and he does like a low whistle. He does like a... And you hear someone else going... As this sort of almost call of whistle goes around, and you hear it on the floor above. Um as people are now aware that the 5 are in the building. The 5 <laughs> um, I, I look at Honash again after hearing that, and I say, keep your eyes sharp, young man. Whoop, whoop. Salada police. Amazing. I just imagine. How has this turned into um, where the two police officers go back to school? Oh, uh, 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. How has this turned into 21 Jump Street? <laughs> that would be a really fun way of doing this, actually. Oh. We were both detectives, but I was still a really old goblin and had to like go back to young goblin So, so you're, you're, like you're like Goblin Jonah Hill, and Raggy here is like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
What the fuck do you mean? I'm Goblin Channing Tatum. <laughs> Obviously, he's he's Orc Jonah Hill. Clearly, in this in this matchup. Yeah, because you're about to film Magic Stitch, where you're just a really shredded Goblin <laughs> who, who, who yeah. dances for money. No, too soon. Um, okay, making your way up onto the third floor. It is dark. You see the lights, uh, the sconces with the candles in are burning low. As you can see the corridor in front of you, you see the stairs go up to the fourth or sixth floors above you. Um, but where you are down the hall, you can see you can see some of the lights are working at the other end, but the, the interim part of the passageway is somewhat dark. Hmm. Cool. Um do you have do you have dark vision? I do have dark vision. Uh, I also have dark vision. That's cool. I was going to use light, but I think we're good. Um, we start. I guess I start looking for the looking for the numbers on the doors and like try and make my way three oh seven. And can I kind of like do? Some, I don't know if it's like kind of passive perception, but can I be aware if like I hear any like rustlings or like any kind of doors like yeah? On make doors make like, me a perception check. Eleven. Eleven. Um, you. Use your finely tuned cop ears to listen. Most of what you're picking up as you go past the doors in numerical order, 301, 302, 303, as you pass 304, all you can hear is an argument going on. There's a very heated argument going on in 304 where uh, you can hear a lady has come back from work and you just hear a voice saying, husband, a few don't cook me dinner. I've come back from a big day of work. I've been on a dark side. I come home. You haven't even cooked me dinner, you lazy bastard. Get off the sofa before I smack two shades of shit out of you. As you hear a man groggily getting off the sofa, you hear the clinking of bottles. <laughs> He's kind of like wading through a, a sea of empty bottles to get to the kitchen. I'll make like, you a cheese toasty. Don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of childhood. Yeah. Was that 304? That was 304. The other noise you hear is the stickiness of the floor. The floor is filthy. It's almost like got a molasses kind of... It does that thing, you know, when you step over filthy lino and it makes it... With your shoes. This place is... Yeah, I've been to to court before. (laughs) I understand. Okay, cool. I guess we... I'll just kind of, like, keep moving down the the hall until I get to 307 um, and then wait for Hanash. All right, you make your way down. Finally, it's somewhat dark, but you've got dark vision. It's getting lighter as you head down the other end of the corridor. The corridor goes on for a way still. As you make your way to 307, you see one of the screws is missing from uh, the three. The three's hanging slightly sideways on the 307. Mm. But this is the one. I um I turn around to I turn around to Hanash. Like I assume that we're both just stood next to each other at the door, and I just like nod at him like like be careful whatever whatever it is just like eyes up stay frosty all that all that kind of regular police advice this is a part where i actually do like flick my holster open yeah uh, yeah so i i stitch like do you have, so do you have any powers but you can like listening or anything like a, are you like are you that kind of that kind of well my latent psychic abilities allow me to Focus, focus very specifically on one mind and try and get information from them. So perhaps that could help us. As we, as, as, as you know, because we've done this before, <laughs> I'm clearly not a new police officer. I'm very old, as you know. Expositional narrative. 
<laughs> Welcome to exposition. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if you know, but I do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my young friend. Almost as much as I used to do. How do you think I got this shit? <laughs> Uh, so I guess I'll 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 knock at the door. Um, the classic police knock, like quite a loud knock. Dun 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 dun. Uh, dun, dun. Yeah. No. Uh, you do the classic police knock. The first thing you notice is the door is only ajar. As you knock, there's a bit of resi- there's almost no resistance to the door. It just sort of moves with your fist. Mm. There's no response. Police, open up. Although, as soon as you shout police, as trained officers of the law, as perceptive officers of the law, you get that feeling that the other residents of the floor, you hear the shuffling of feet as people come to the peepholes. You get the feeling that the other people are now watching. Certainly the guy in um, 306 on the other side is. Mm. Do I, can I quickly, before I walk in, can I do a quick perception check to see if... Uh, you know the kid that we saw when we first got up to this floor who, like, uh, signalled... Oh, that's on the floor below, but yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the ones that were whistling, essentially. And see if I can see any of them around us. Um, I'll make a perception check. Please do. Uh, that is... Ooh, that's a natural 18, so that's a 21. A 21. Um... Sounding like a crack record now. As, as a well-trained police officer who's honed their skills of perception over years of trying to stay alive on the mean streets, you are aware that there's no one here, but people are not far away. In a, in a block like mm-hmm. this, at night, with police officers about, nobody is going to put themselves in plain sight. But you get the feeling that people are just out of sight, behind doors. There are no visible kids or adults or anyone on 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 view but you're you hear a little muffled cough from behind one of the other doors and and another voice saying shh okay so i guess like hudas just a kind of sign that like kind of like it's time to go in and then like i kind of get my gun um, and then I kind of slowly like open the door with like my left arm while i kind of aiming into that yeah so you, you're gonna you're gonna poke the door with the barrel of your gun in that kind of very cool Hollywood kind of way. As you, as, That's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. As you open it up, Hanash walking in, in a very rigid stance, um, ready to react, eyes on pivots. As you walk in, the door swings open and bangs off the wall behind it, and silence. As you look in, you're on the boundary now. You can hear a drip, drip. Dripping noise. Uh, I guess can, can I investigate the room? So, like, what's the layout from like what I can see from like the doors? Uh, you can see uh, it's an open plan kind of studio apartment. Um, it goes a bit round a dog leg, so you can see in front of you. You can see um, a very filthy looking sofa. And behind that, you can see an almost kitchenette kind of area. And there's a door directly on your left, which is closed. And we can't see anyone at the moment with that. No. Okay. So I guess I slowly go forwards and I kind of like look around the dog leg. Mm. 
So you've passed the closed door on your left and you're looking around the dog leg. So what you see is a pretty disheveled, filthy looking um, apartment. This is the kitchenette lounge area. So there are there's a stained sofa with some of the stuffing falling out one of the arms. Um, with a random assortment of cushions. There's a coffee leg table with three legs, which is slightly crumpled to one side, which is scattered um, adult magazines across the floor. Um, the kitchenette area with a filthy-looking, like, chipped mugs and various dirty plates in the sink. Uh, the dripping is coming from the kitchen sink, um, where water is just kind of drip, drip, dripping into an already full, overflowing washing up bowl uh, and there's another door around the dog leg off to the right hand side but no signs of life okay um can i do you say there was a there was a door on the left hand side as well yeah as you came in there was a door directly on your left hand side yeah, yeah. can i um can i looking at that door can i just um i don't think it's i don't think it's necessarily part of a feature that i have but with my kind of psychic abilities can i almost like reach out to see if i can find a mind on the other side because it says like it says i can link with with another mind that's interesting but um, i think what is like just see if i can sense any any thoughts on the other side or not like specifically what those thoughts are but like the presence yeah, i'm presence, going to ask you to make me a religion check Ooh. I'm not going to tell you what deity your powers come from, but I assume they come from some unholy manner or something or the other. Uh, not with a six, they don't. With a six, you get a sudden rush into your body, like as if you've just stood up too quickly after sitting down. You feel the blood like whooshing around in your brain as you concentrate. You go a bit lightheaded as you sway at Hanash, as you look over at the old goblin, he's swaying backwards and forwards on the ball of his feet. As you suddenly get like blast of images a bit like a deja vu um of violence of of like punches um you feel kind of like the intent of anger and violence wash over you um and like that it's gone as you feel like a sort of cold sweat as you come back and look around you're like violence was done here i'm gonna i'm gonna look at i'm gonna look at hanash and say, I know I don't see so good, but this place stinks of a trap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's time to set it loose. And then I think I go to the same door as Tatty, because I think if we go through that... Tatty? Who's Tatty? uh, 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 (laughs) I have a a dream of other future. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of committing violence with other people. (laughs) Uh, You remind me of Smallfest, and I'm going to meet. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I guess he's drinking stick. cleaning products from under the sink as he's just gone on a vision quest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. You both, you're both standing outside of the door, which was nearest to the entrance to the flat. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I do, I do the same cool guy, cool guy entrance into it with my gun and gun and shit. This one is shut. It's not locked. It's got a handle. As you lower the handle, quietly opening the door, um, it's dark in there, but as the light from uh, the corridor on the flat light set up you see that this is a bathroom with a long drop uh, a cracked mirror on the floor and uh, a giant copper bath uh, in the corner which has kind of like brown murky water in it 
with a rubber duck floating in it. Can I investigate for like, I don't know, any places to hide? I don't know if there's like cupboards or anything like that in there. There's not so much cupboards. Um, there's shelves, which are supposed to have towels and things like that on it, but uh, everything is a bit strewn around all over the place. Um, there's nowhere, unless someone was hiding in the water with the bath. You, 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 you look down the long drop, and you see there's an interconnected set of... Um, it, go, it, it runs off and then connects to another there's a long passage of long drops all the way through as you you see something brown fly past the end of the long drop passage is clearly somebody higher up the tenements is uh taking a shit hmm. mm. I, I just like just like shake my head like filth filth uh, a little bit shaken by I my semi-religious experience <laughs> I, I just i just turned to go uh back to like the main the main part of the apartment and towards that, towards that door on the right-hand side. Yep, yep. And you, yeah, as, yeah. As you leave the bathroom, um, you, you, you survey the rest of the apartment, turning to go towards the other door. You hear a voice behind you say, Is everything all right? Who goes there? Uh, you just see a um, pretty average-looking man with spectacles um, wearing a kind of uh, tweed waistcoat, as as he's like, sorry, I, I don't recognize you. I, this is Roger's flat. Roger's? Yeah, I just know him as Roger. This is his flat. We are here on police business. We had a we we had a call for a disturbance here. Oh, I've been at, We've come I've been to at, investigate. I've been at work all day. I don't know nothing about disturbance. So have we. I'm in three oh nine. Have you uh, have you heard anything last couple of days, sir? Well, I mean, this is this is a fucking. This is Muddy Creek. I hear stuff. There's parties. There's use. I leave in the morning to go to work, and uh, I see kids dealing drugs on this fucking corridor. I've seen all sorts. I've seen people dragged out with their flats by their ankles and buried. We should talk about that later. That, <laughs> that, that sounds like a crime that we should look into. <laughs> but not right now. Yeah. We're very, we're very on task. We're police. <laughs> I tell you, we're here on police business. He looks at you like, uh, no, you'd be all right to see a badge. I've been fucked before by people who said they were police. This isn't your flat, sir. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I know what I'm wrong. Uh, like, I, 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 I do right, that. All right. Is he... I do that, like, old man thing of, like, looking for my looking for my things. Like, where did I... Where did I... Where did I put it? Where did I... <laughs> as he's like, all right, I know I'm not wanted. And he um, steps off and um, he's like, uh, he backs away. I, I say, well, we know where you are if we need you, sir. Thank you for your help. Mm. And he goes to walk off. Um, Can I look at which direction he goes? Oh, yeah. Smart. I'm not going to follow him out. I just want to see which direction he goes. Oh, to uh, the right. As you're looking on. out of the door, he goes to the right. Which way did we come from? We came from the... Right. Yeah. The right well. So he's going the wrong way. Yeah. He's going the wrong way. Indeed. As if he was going to his flat. I'm gonna I'm gonna just just put my hand on Hanash's arm. Actually I'm very small, so it would probably be like on your wrist. And just kinda like walk over to the door and I'm gonna just peek my head out slightly and look down to the right. You just see him slowly walking back towards the stairs. Okay. Mm. What, to go down? Just onto the landing. Mm, okay. Okay. 
uh, uh, just I, I just turn around and waddle back in. <laughs> You're waddling. That, do you know that elderly thing they do when, when they've clearly like just shit their pants and they do the little like elderly waddle. Like that's that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with getting old. Like the stains. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that was an old thing. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see some people. Uh, right. Yes. As yeah, you're in the flat. Um, you make your way back into into the kitchenette lounge area, stepping over filthy plates left on the floor with half-eaten meals on it, um, flies buzzing around what used to be a slice of pizza on the floor. Okay, so I guess we're going to tackle the final door. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be more aggressive on this one. I'm just going to boot it in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be overconfident and say, please freeze! Uh, make me an athletics check. Just firing through the door. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. You're going to Oscar Pistorius here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. I think it's been long enough to reach out. Yeah, he's up for parole. It's fine. He's good. Uh, 15. 15. Um, you do that classic thing where both of you are on either side of the door. You look at each other. The little goblin gives you the hand signal as you bring back a booted foot and wallop it right on the lock as you hear a splintering as the door comes off the frame and falls in as light emerges into the room a stench hits you the first thing to hit you is a smell before your eyes even adjust to the gloom you've smelt this before it's death um as you look this is a bedroom as you look there is a corpse lying um, spread eagled on the bed. Its chest has erupted, um, been carved open. Uh, the ribs splayed out. As you see, the hoops of intestines are hanging out the side of the body and various flies are buzzing around. Can I, um, can I make a medicine check? <laughs> He's <see>? dead. <laughs> to see if I can figure out, A... How long ago he died, and B, if possible, how they died. Classic police business. Classic. Classic. I love the idea that the goblin has like a CSI bag. The goblin gets yeah. his like powders and tinctures out, and his brushes and his magnifying glass. Uh, yeah, uh, make me an investigation. Uh, perception, perception, please. Six. Six. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this man is dead. You walk out to him. Take notes, my young orc friend. This man is dead. The chest has been cracked open, so the ribs are splayed out. And you see the... You start doing... You've got your little notebook out, and you're making... As you were trained, you're making notes on it. Um, but then you, you accidentally get some of the blood um, on your hand, and then you've wiped it on your face, and then it's in your eye, and then you're like, ah, oh, Jesus, and then it's on your notebook, and you've smeared your notes with it. Um, it's at that point that you realise the blood is still wet. Mm. So this is a recent murder. Certainly, I'm not going to get you to measure the liver temperature, but um, because we've all watched a lot of criminal procedural dramas <sighs> recently, as in today. I'm going to just I'm going to just turn around to Hanash and say, "Keep that gun up, young man." I think we might be in for a spot of trouble this evening. Fucking, like, half my face is smeared in blood. Decide, yeah, you look like trouble, little goblin. Just, just drop your pencil into his chest cavity. Have to go dump <laughs> to get your pencil back out. 
I'm playing Operation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, no, can't touch that. And I, uh, I put, like, handkerchief over my nose to, like, cover the stench and kind of go and, like, look at the body. Like, do, like I, do we know the sex? Like, is it a man? I have sex with a corpse. Um, make me a perception check. Wow. <laughs> must be really mangled. It's like a, it's like a bad traffic car. Nine. So, yeah, I mean, it's a man. Um, he's naked. You see his little wilted sun-dried Cumberland sausage just hanging off to one side. Uh, he's hairy and disheveled. Things you notice with a nine. Um, he's got a smile on his face. And the thing that hits you, um, which you remember because you've seen it before, his entrails are hanging out the side, but they've been shaped. Somebody has taken his entrails and they've used them to draw, uh, like, a shape of an animal, of a horse. Oh. Or what is as close to an approximation as a horse as you can do out of someone's entrails? It's the Zodiac Killer. Well, it's funny you should say that, because you're both aware of a serial killer. Um, there have been spates of people being murdered and various animals left in their shapes of their entrails. And is that all over the town? Or is it is indeed, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we're police. I look for clues. I investigate around the floor or like on the sides. I look for like, uh, I guess I'm looking for things out of place. I'm looking for the, uh, like the knife or stuff that was used to, you know, open this person up. Just like a general look around. Cigars and such. I'll do the same. Uh, yeah, both of you make me an investigation check. Ooh, uh, 17. Oh, a six. Uh, 17 and a six. So, uh, Hanash, you, you're almost glorying in the brutality of the corpse. You're spending so long staring at the corpse, just kind of like taking it all in, making notes, of course, in your notebook that you don't really pick up the surroundings. It's more um, Stitch, who's looking around at the surroundings, very kind of CSI style. Um, you make note of everything. You make note that, you know, somebody who would have had to have had some sort of force to cut open this person's rib cage and splay them out like that. That's not a quick job. Um, mm. You invest... Sorry, what, did, what number did you get? 17. 17. Um, looking around, you you look around the flat. You you look around the kitchenette. You look around the bathroom. Um, you go to the wardrobe and you open it up, and you look in there. You see various suits hanging up. Whatever this man did, he had a smart job. You see um four or five suits um hanging up on a rack. Uh, and you see by his bedside table, there is um, a glass of water with some dentures in and uh, a glasses case. How old did this guy? does this guy look? Does he look old enough to have dentures? I would know because I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, can I look in his jacket pockets to see if we can find like a business card or anything? Yeah. Or a matchbox. They're quite good in these situations, always. Uh, being that you scored so low. Business cards. Maybe a perception check to have a look at his jackets. Okay. Fucking hell. Seven. <laughs> I, I get why Hunter isn't a cop. 
<laughs> You're looking at his jackets. You you move them on the rail, the rack. You move them from one side. There's a really nice pinstriped something. And then there's just a, a navy blue business jacket. And then there's a tweed suit as you move it to one side. The guy who came to see us before was wearing a tweed waistcoat. And as you look in there, you notice that that suit is incomplete. Mm. Bits of that suit are missing. What was his name? Was it Roger, did you say? Um, No, this this corpse is Roger. Another way you've written the wrong thing. Um, You never asked him his name. He said he lived at 309 next door. Mm. You you let him go without ever asking him his name. That makes sense. That seems like something the police would do. Yes, uh, <laughs> you're covered in blood. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Was he covered in blood? He, def- he definitely wasn't because you said he looked. You said he looked average looking. Mm. I, don't, I, don't, okay. I don't know if it was him. I, uh, I, 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 I think I think maybe he stole it, but I don't think I don't think he killed. As him. you look down at the bottom of the wardrobe, you see a bunch of bloody clothes bundled in the bottom of the wardrobe. Maybe maybe swapped swapped the clothes out. Um, can I? With your level of police acumen, you work out that having split someone's rib cage open is going to make a massive mess. And this yeah. guy has got himself pretty mucky, and then heard the whistling coming quite unintentionally from the gang members. Realized he needs to get out of there. Swapped out his clothes, and then come back to see what's what to see whether it's a disturbance from civilians or police. I'm going to shout to Hanash, My young friend, we must make haste. The killer is on the loose. And then I'll just start, like, shuffling towards the door. <laughs> 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 just, just, <laughs> and since I, my, Hanash hasn't made the connection, I was like, yeah, we're not caught him, dumbass. Of course he's on the loose. Follow me, my my young and dumb friend. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, this guy. Always going in places. <laughs> yeah, I, I go chase after this old kook. Well, the, the, now here's the. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So, so um, uh, Stitch is is hobbling out of there, and you're you're barreling behind him. So, I, I, you make it to the doorway of the apartment. Um, you see other doors are open a crack as people are, you see eyes looking from doors to see what the fuck is going on. Uh, what are you doing with the crime scene? I was going to say, do we have a way to like call this in? We don't have phones. So do we have tape on this? Do you have what? Like police tape. Oh, I don't think police officers standardly carry it around with them. No, (coughs) they might do actually. Um, You've got a gun. It would. <laughs> I just leave the gun on the zone. Right, oh Put with a post-it note that says, police, police were here. Now gone. You, you've got notepads. Both of you, I believe, in your inventory have got rope. Okay, let, let's make, let's write over the course of 10 notepads. Police don't come in and stick it to the door. <laughs> then police are going to get confused. <laughs> police can't come in. There's a dead man here. Please don't let the police in. You forgot there was a full stop in there. <laughs> Why don't you just go and daub yourself in the blood from the corpse and just write crime scene and blood on the door? 
that's quicker. And apparently we don't have any respect for DNA in this. In this in- you write in large letters on various notepads, crime scene, police, do not cross. And then you you pin them down using filthy bits of cutlery and stuff in the doorway so that there's a little kind of arts and craft, um, police, crime scene, do not cross sign, um, which we'll have to see. Um, as you look up and down the corridor, it's still... Empty. I mean, other than the eyes peeking, you, you're well aware that the other residents are watching you, waiting to see what the fuck happens. Uh, I'm like, okay, enough of the procedure. Let's go. And I go, I go charging off to the to the staircase to go down to to follow where what's his name, the guy from three hundred nine. Yeah, I also go to when, follow. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also humming. It's like, I like the idea that the old goblin is like. Hit the sirens! <laughs> Punch it, Chewy! <laughs> As you go, you go sprinting down the corridor. Now there's some haste. You fly out onto the um, in, onto the landing, which has got like railings all the way around it. As you go down on the stairs, as you look down, you see the man looking back up at you, several floors below. Well, a floor below. As he, he looks at you and he freezes. I'm going to use telepathic bond. Is he within 30 feet of me? I think he's several floors below you at this point, so probably not. Several floors? We well, went like three floors up. I'd probably say... Yeah, he's on the third floor. I want to say he's probably slightly out of range of that, I want to say. That's all right. At least we know where he is. He freezes like a rabbit in headlights as he goes to push the glasses back up his nose. Waves and then runs off. Okay. Are, are there windows in the hallway, like to the street? Um. Oh God. Y- yeah. Like wooden, shitty windows. <laughs> I know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's probably some horse and cart down there that's going to catch me really conveniently. <laughs> I I tell Stitch to carry it after him and I'm going to maybe try something I say ah the old classic stitch and Hanash pincer manoeuvre and I'm just hobbling down Hanash running out a window pulls out his service revolver shoots the pane of glass leaps through his sideways <laughs> I want to go out and I want to like look like outside the window like how like what's kind of like driving down there if it's like a little like lorries and such or like whatever lorries would be back in the day or like if there's like First of all, there's a pavement. Like, (laughs) the road is five, six foot that way. Um, The traffic, yeah, you see all sorts of stuff. You see an omnibus, you see flatbed carts, with some with crates, some with vegetables, some with, like, livestock. You see a cart full of pigs coming from one way. And then um, the pavement-wise... One way, you see a, like, confectionery stand. You see a man pushing, like, a converted wheelbarrow-style thing, and he's selling candied sweets and kind of, like, uh, frozen gelato out of it. I don't know why I've just said that, but I have, so it's canon now. Uh, and then the other way, you see some sort of weird religious procession. You see, like, a bunch of, like, monks kind of all hot-tailing it in a little kind of, like, garanga monk kind of procession all of this you've taken in in like four seconds as you look is there like anything on the wall is like so the left or the right of the window is there like any um 
like pipes that could maybe shimmy down, for example? Uh, not really. I mean, the wood is very rotten. This is tenement. Sh- this is uh, the planking is barely holding on to the timber frame at this point. Like, okay, so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna kick in the window, and I'm not gonna jump anywhere yet. But I'm gonna like aim my gun at like the where like the person's gonna come out of the door of the building. So then, like, I can try and like shoot him as like Stitch is after him. Stitch, at this point, you're like meandering down the. Uh, Stitch, I want to make. I want you to make me uh, make me an athletics check. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. You go barreling down the stairs. You lose your footing on a patch of wet straw at one point, and slide to the side as you catch yourself on a wall. You feel something. You feel the wall smash into your ribs as you're like, "I'll feel that in the morning." As you just carry on running down, you see you see the guy kind of like running, always like following each other as he makes it down into the foyer you're on the first floor above him he's now in the foyer about to go through the doors if i see him can i like if i can make i well, not make eye contact but if i can if i can see him uh i'm going to cast command and shout stop you can certainly try what does he have to do in return he has to make a wisdom saving throw okay I can do or that. he has to or he has to or he has to stop it only lasts for like one round, so it might only last for like six seconds, but um check. Command. Whew. One word command. Nineteen. Oh boo. Okay. Sorry. That was a genuine nineteen on the dice. As he you go into your kind of like psychic place, you feel the sweats come down you, you become a little bit pallid and greasy as you burrow into his mind and you see some of the depravity of the man almost like becomes inside your skull as you feel a little bit queasy as you watch him playing. You see the playback in your mind of him shaping the intestines and it, you can feel your um, dinner starting to rise back up inside you as you, you're brought back to life by the of the double doors as he, well, one of the doors is leaning to one side because Hanash broke it. As uh, he leaves Hanash on the floor above, you look down and you see top of the man's head as he comes bursting out of the building, three floors beneath you. Uh, I mean, i got to shoot him. Uh, if it's like 19 brackets, is that disadvantage? That's disadvantage because yeah, okay. that's the long range. Okay, so i got to shoot him with my pistol. Uh, oh, man. Oh, okay. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. Make me a... Uh, 10 damage. 10 damage? Fuck me. He takes 10 damage as your shot travels you uh, as a trained cop. You, you, you're you used to, um, you've, done, you've done your weapons training. And uh, as you fire, everything kind of goes quiet as you get the kickback after the bullet. You see the flare in the night as you hear a muffled thud down below. As you look, you see your bullet has gone through his shoulder blade. As you hear a grunt as he crunches into the gelato man as he's like ah oh, this is not good as um you see his classic, right arm. Classic gelato man behavior this is not good as the gelato man is ah no what have you done do not please all over my fine assortment of ice creams i have a family i need to sell ice creams in order to put my children through college as um the the nice fucking raspberry <laughs> <laughs> as you see the man's 
arm has gone limp on one side. You've totally fucked his shoulder and arm up on the right-hand side. As he stumbles off the wreckage of the gelato uh, cart, uh, you see like a line of blood as he goes running off down the street. I'm just tearing off after him. Right, you burst out onto the street, old man, old goblin, as you... You hear the boom as um, you're like, Wah! as you run out onto the street, um, just in time to see him running off and the wreckage of the, of the kind of gelato truck. And uh, there's a trail of blood kind of leading from the gelato truck down the, down the pavement. As you see him, we've, you see him like dancing off between people in the distance. His broke his like ruined arm flailing around behind him. I like. I'm gonna. I'm without even stopping. I'm gonna like shout up because I. I assumed that it was Hanash that shot him, and I go, "You winged him! You winged him, young man! Now let's finish this motherfucker off!" <laughs> I jump out the window. Are you gonna jump uh, out the window? Yeah, I run downstairs. Oh no, 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 no! Uh, I run downstairs. I love the idea of the gelato man. Is like, oh no, hang on, maybe I can. <laughs> um, maybe I can salvage this wreck. As an orc kind of just goes through the ice cream van. <laughs> right. right. So what I say is, Goblin Man, as you're panting, like doing your very civic duty, trying to help the um, Gelato Man back up, your partner arrives beside you. Uh, as you both stand there, looking down, you can see the trail of blood that's been left by the gunshot on the pavement. Mm. And that is where we're going to pause for a quick drinks break midway. Excellent. Sick. I like this. Right. To catch a killer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you just realising time is getting on, so shall we pick up where we left off on the mean streets of Nutbush as um, Stitch and Hanash had bumbled their way into the scene of a murder managed to somehow track down the murderer who they'd almost let go. And then Hanash, in one of the coolest action scenes of all time, shot the killer through the shoulder blade um, from his crow's nest out of a window three floors up. Um, So we pick back up. The The street is slick. It's wet. It's been raining. It's dark. Things to note, the killer is bleeding and is leaving a nice trail of blood. But you fired a gunshot in the street. So people are now, I'm not saying they're panicking, but it's not quiet. The people come in to investigate now. I, I show them my notepad. I'm like, police business. Uh, everything's okay. <laughs> back, 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 to your, back to your crafts. You're standing next to a geriatric goblin covered in blood down the side of his face. So you're like, these business. I'm just, I'm fully like, I'm, I'm fully just like gently like trying to move people out of the way so I can see the blood and like try and follow and following after it. Just gently muttering to myself about how this is police business and <laughs> everyone go about your, everyone go about your day. Everything is fine. Right. What are you doing? Other than, I mean, I presume you're chasing it down. Yes, sprinting full pelt after yeah. this fellow. Yeah. First of all, make me a perception check. Uh, ooh, 16. 16. 
Key wanted to call you Tatty. Um, Stitch, you managed to just about keep eyes on the perp as they're running down the street. Um, you can tell because they're the most chaotic of everyone. Their arm is flailing around behind them because you fucked their shoulder up. And you can just hear like muffled screams in the distance as, as he smashes through crowds of people. Uh, and he's bleeding on the floor. So, yes, you, you make your way down the street looking at the carnage left by this fleeing criminal. I got 18 as well, so I assume I see the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I think we just carry on barreling after him. Do you see the blood on the pavement? But it is wet and it's slowly washing away. But yeah, you see, you see him sprint off uh, as you follow each other. As um, he looks back for a moment, you can see the white of the eyes of the perp as he looks back down the street of you. As he turns, knocks an arrow and fires it. Um, he's aiming at the goblin. Hmm. Should do that that Deadpool thing where I get like both my knives out and start just like <laughs> <laughs> like the, the shit Deadpool I should say <laughs> of the Wolverine just like start like yeah. cutting these arrows out of the sky yeah uh, eight you want to call you Willow Stitch uh, Stitch you look up as you see him your eyes go wide as you see the perp knock an arrow fire it as the arrow comes flying down the street. Uh, whizzes past your shoulder you almost feel the rush as the flights go past you as you hear a muffled groan behind you both of you turn around as you just see the arrow is sticking out of the back of the man in the gelato cart as you just hear a voice say oh this is getting worse (laughs) I think he has shot me in the kidney looking looking back at him I'm also gonna uh, just like look a little bit wide-eyed in my face and then just, like, put my hand on my chest and cast uh, Mage Armor. So my AC goes up to 14. Smart. As the gelato salesman looks at you, he sees you're about to do some magic and he's like, oh, thank you for healing me. Oh, no. I see what's going <laughs> on. This is very unfortunate. Okay. I just turn around and start waddling away and I go, call a cleric! <laughs> <laughs> As you both sprint off down the street, you see uh, he, he slings his arrow, his, his bow back over his shoulders, and he runs around the corner. How uh, how far is he away from us? Uh, Fifty feet. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Did he? Do you say he went around a corner? Is it like an alleyway or like or like a street? It's an alleyway. Okay. I'm gonna run down to the where the corner is and just kind of like. Wait there, and I mean, I guess that Hanash is also running the same speed as me, so it's not like I wait for him to catch up. I love, I love the idea that you kind of like Starskin Hutchet as you run. A cart pulls out in front of you as you dive over the um, bonnet of the cart and just kind of like slide along the rim as you make it to the edge of the alleyway. You stick a little green head out, and another big head, green head, appears above you as you both peer down the alleyway, and you see now it's a badly lit horrible stenchful alley that just smells of piss and has graffiti on the walls there's steam coming out of a pipe on the wall in the most tropey trope of all times it's kind of dark and gloomy as you see a shape come out of the steam as um a male to back the sex worker is like hey darling what can i do for you not now my feline friend there is a killer on the loose we're on police business. I do double on police business. I'll keep your number for later. <laughs> and he, he takes a little, like, card out of his G-string and hands it to you. He's like, I just saw a man run that way. 
Thank you, my my fine furred friend. And I just like I just like pat his pat his arm as I walk as I just shuffle past him. <laughs> as you take the card, it's a little bit sticky to the touch as you tuck it into your top pocket. How well does Hamash know this part of town? Like they do like the streets. Um, I mean, you know the town well. But there's no way you're going to know every street. So you know the district, you know enough about it to respect it and what kind of denizens you're going to meet there, and you know all the cultural landmarks. This alleyway, I mean, you know it's going into a commercial district. That's about all you really know. Mm-hmm. And do I know, like, like just, like, the rough layout, like, of random streets around here? Like, is it, like if do I think if I run around and carry on, take my next right and then right again, I'll kind of cut off? You, you could do. You're well aware that this is a block system. I was going to say it's like um, Milton Keynes, but our listeners will probably resonate more with New York. So we'll go with New York as a cultural touch point rather than Milton Keynes. Everything's on a block. So you could do, whether you could do it in time is an entirely different. Yeah, I was going to say that's the only, that's mm. the only thing I'm concerned with him getting too far ahead of us. Yeah. As Quiet. you look down, Tatty, you see the blood on the floor. He's still bleeding. Stitch. Shit. As you see the, uh, you look down, um, God, it's so hard to not call you Tatty. I'm really sorry. As you look down, Stitch, you, you realize you're standing in a, in a blood as you, you lift your foot up and you realize the trail is still fresh. Okay. Follow me, my young friend. I, I gallop behind him. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, that's the best thing you're ever going to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our listeners will never get to see these two dicks, like, <laughs> like doing amdram of horses. Right, as you burst down the alleyway, yeah, you, you burst through the smoke of where there's steam coming out of a pipe. Um, you walk past the back entrance to a, like... Um, takeaways you see the door at the back um where the kitchens are for the takeaway and you just see a man come out and dump a load of vegetable clippings into a dumpster uh, i guess we just can't continue following the blood yeah you keep following the blood every so often checking that it's still fresh it starts getting quieter and darker as you're now in a warehouse district you no longer hear the noise of people so much um as you make your way along the trail of blood to a set of um, roller shutters ahead. You see that the bottom, there's a bottom bit of the roller shutter that's been lifted up on a warehouse as the blood goes underneath. You see a handprint in blood on the floor just underneath the roller shutter. Mm. I guess I, I'm going to turn and look at Hanash and I'm going um, to put my, put my hand on the roller shutters and like nod to like not to As you to do like that, the roller shutter comes down and goes boom, making a resonating, like, hollow sound that echoes all the way around the warehouse as someone's just shut the roller shutter on you. Oh, okay. Uh, is, uh, I look around for other entrances, like, like open windows and such. You look around in the instant... Or make me a perception check. No, investigation. Make me an investigation check. Sorry. You can make it either one of you with advantage or both of you can do it in whatever you want. I think I think Chris with advantage. Okay. <laughs> You're both crew. I mean, Stitch. It's not great. I got a, a 10. From the very quick way, looking around, what you do see, a bin, like a big industrial bin, leading to a drain pipe, leading to a broken window up. Uh, okay, I say Stitch. Back in five minutes, babe. And then I start making my way up there, up the 
Freaking yourself in the wet onto the bin. It takes you several attempts to get purchase on the lip of the bin. As you pull yourself up, scuffing your knee, you groan and look down and think, I'm going to regret that in the morning. Make me an acrobatics check as you try to climb up a drain pipe in the pissing rain. It's a natural drain! the natural 20 dance in that kind of almost fluid jackie chan kind of way you dance up the drain pipe angle your body up and smash your feet through the broken window landing on a gantry up above as hanash you look down you see this is the meat packing district and there are lots and lots of uh, chilled carcasses of animals down below and crates and ice can i just do a quick perception check if i can see any like anything moving like any like uh, cables around or like um like kind of change near like uh that you see in warehouses if there's any like sign of movement that's just happened make me a perception check oh great a seven a seven you hear a clattering at the other end of the warehouse like someone's tripped over like a saw or something like that or a tool there's metal on stone clanking down the other end of the warehouse mm. okay so um i kind of scurry to where the door would be to let um my good pal well, you're, you're up on a gantry so you for the sake of narrative you um find a ladder as you climb your way back down from the gantry you you grab the chain and with your muscles rippling on your chunky arms you pull and you pull and you pull on the chain as outside in the rain um stitch you just feel the rain beating off you as slowly the roller shutter goes as you see the first the the ankles then the legs then the knees then the thighs of your green-skinned friend being unveiled like some sort of sexy calendar. It's, it's almost like a naked attraction, isn't it? <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> First you see the ankles. That's just, that's just a little taste. Well, um, well like a hairy ankle. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just, like, kind of startled by the noise, I'll, I'll just, like, waddle in and just be like, make haste, my young friend. The killer is definitely here. It's the fucking meatpacking district. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's get some meat to go. <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's get some meat to go. Now the episode. <laughs> I found <laughs> some brisket. As you... you Right, things you notice. It's dark. It's cold. Pretty dingy. The smell, not of death, but of an abattoir. Right. During the daytime, there are people here jointing and cutting meats. You see around all sorts of manual saws and blades um, and, and, and like packet um, crates of ice and, you know, the carcasses of anything you name, you care to name from cows, pigs, sheep, chickens. Like it's, it's, it's a who's who of meat. Uh, the other thing you notice is, there's blood everywhere in here. Mm, that was going to be my. That was going to be my thought. You see bodies, uh, um, not bodies of humans. You see bodies of uh, um, animals which are being butchered, which are held on on um, hooks and are being kind of like um, hoisted up and moved around on a kind of internal chain link. As you hear a clattering down the other end of the warehouse and a little like pitter patter of, of feet. Okay, 
I think I think I, I I'm I'm more concerned with him getting away, like getting too far away from us at this point, where we we don't like we don't we don't know which blood is his at this point. Uh, so when I hear that, I just kind of like start trundling off in that direction. I probably start running more cautiously than I did before, and probably like have my gun out, like uh, just in case, like he's like coming to attack us in a bit of like it's a trap. So yeah, I'm, I'm running, but I'm not like, sprinting full health. Gun safety, yeah. gun safety. Finger off the trigger. Um, right, you're um, you're you're making your way down to that end of the warehouse you're running but you're being careful um you have to weave in and out of kind of like bovine carcasses um and push them out of the way is you the only noises you can really hear are the slow kind of almost grind of metal on metal as the carcasses are swinging on their hooks almost where the hooks are hanging on chains you can hear the metal grind on grind otherwise other than the occasional drip of water, and you startle a pigeon or two that flies up into the rafters, it's quiet. Mm, it's too quiet. And I'm just going to uh, carry on, I guess, following where the that like clatter came from before. Um, still, kind of moving towards that direction. As you as you break your way out into an area, you see a skylight up above, not one you could get to, but it's just in the ceiling. As moonlight comes through, you see an area where somebody has tripped and fallen and knocked over a crate of ice as ice has been scattered along the floor and uh, a bone saw is just lying on the floor, which has been knocked over. Mm. I carry on. I guess I carry on towards where that is uh, and then from there look to like see where he could have gone. I guess from there, see what his like his next step would be. You look all around in the moonlight, lighting you up. You look down on the floor, and some of the blood is wetter, like you know, there's dried blood on the floor from from the abattoir. But you do also notice wet blood amongst the ice. As an arrow comes flying out from uh, between a crate and a carcass, off to the left hand side, that is a sixteen to hit. Who? You, Tatty. Not Tatty, bloody hell. Um, you, Stitch, as you're silhouetted in the moonlight, uh, you hear a whistle of an arrow. Uh, hang on a sec. I might, I might cast shield. In fact, no, I won't. Uh, this, one, this one's going to hit me. You've already put the armour up, haven't you? No, but I can use shield as a reaction and oh. it gives me like plus five. As you feel an arrow um, crunch into the side of you, um, you take five points of piercing damage. As you feel um, an arrow land into your thigh, you see the uh, shaft and feathers sticking out of your thigh. As you hear a voice say, you should not have come for me. You'd have done better to leave me alone. Do I get, I guess we know where, what direction we yep. can hear. And yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you, so like I said, off to the left-hand side, between, between a giant bovine carcass and a crate full of ice, you can hear the voice. So my plan is to duck down and kind of make my way to him while kind of like hiding so he can't see where I am to try and, you know... Yeah, you, so, so my question to you is, are you leaving your partner bleeding in the moonlight in the open, in the kind of like clearing in the middle whilst you're making your way to the sound of the talking? Yeah, I'm sure he'll get himself out of trouble. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a smart lad. As you look over, you see your friend like commando crawling. I'm going to play it up a bit as well and make it seem like it fully 
fully crippled me or something. <laughs> they were like, oh, my old bones. Oh, dear. And I'm like, that's just what it sounds like when it's making a coffee. <laughs> In that case, can you all roll me initiative? Oh, my God. I love me some initiative. How shit is Squadcast? Squadcast is absolute wank. It just put up a notice that said, are you still in this session? We will automatically close it in 45 seconds. Wait, I'm recording a fucking podcast. Absolute shit show. I got a four, uh, not 14, 15. I got a nine. Okay, and I got a 16. So 16, 14, and a nine. So basically, the, the, your your murderer is up first, then Stitch, then Hanash. Um, at this point, I'm going to say, as far as we're aware, without metagaming, the murderer is not aware of Hanash crawling towards him as he's staying low and prone, whereas he can see you in the moonlight with an arrow sticking out of your leg, as you said, hamming it up, going, Oh, it hurts so much. I will take early retirement. I'm going to get that sweet, sweet medical pension, bitches. <laughs> Pensioned off with an arrow. 18 to hit. This time I'm going to cast shield, uh, which bumps my AC up to 19. Ooh, only just. It, it, does that burn a spell slot or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, It's a... It's a spell. So yeah. almost drawing the fire, you you wait for the arrow. You hear the flight of the arrow, and lifting your little little green arm, a Aegeus kind of energy shield appears as the arrow hits it and explodes into kind of like um, splinters. Not so fast, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Not this time, bitch. <laughs> is that the end? Of, is that the end of his, his turn? Do you say? At this point, yeah, yeah, he stopped there. That means it's up to you, Stitch. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, as a bonus action, I'm gonna use my font of magic, use my two sorcery points to get one of my spell slots back. Mm. Um, and I'm gonna. Can I see him? By the way, no. You know, you know where he is. He, he's he's hiding. Okay. You know the area easy. Can I make a Yeah, that's what that's what bothers me a little bit. I'm gonna I don't wanna uh, I don't really wanna cast anything because fucking I can't see him and I can't fire anything at him. Um uh, bah, 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 bah. I can I hold my action if I tell you what I wanna hold? Of course you can, yeah. If you give me the conditions and you tell me what you're gonna do, then yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I want to hold um, the catapult spell um, until I can see him. Done. And I want to throw something at him. I have a, I have a dagger on me. I can throw that at him. I mean, you're surrounded by heavy crates of ice and bovine carcasses, so you have things you can pick up and do considerable damage to. I mean, while the dagger might be the most useful of them, I think the bovine carcass is probably the one I'm going to go with. Mm. Uh, mechanically, it's all the same. <laughs> Hanash, you are up. Crawling on your stomach, commando style, through the ice and blood. So, yeah, I, I don't know how far I have to crawl, but I'm going to crawl until like I get quite close to them. Um, what's, your, what's your crawl distance? 
What's your sorry? What's your movement distance? My, my crawl distance is thirty feet. Thirty feet. Uh, you can make it most of the way within about ten feet of his position. Yeah. So I'll make it most of the way. And can I like look for like um, bottles or like loose bits of like I don't know, metal that I can like throw for like a distraction or something like that on my way? No, it's going to be. I mean, a turn is six seconds, so you can move. And then at the end of the movement, you're either going to have the action to attack him or to have investigated and picked something up. So and I'm not going to attack him, so I'll move and investigate. As you move way. and investigate, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you move through, you see um, various kind of butchery implements, cleaver knives, saws. Um, you see chemicals that are used. Um, you see kind of like... Formal bottles of things like formaldehyde and stuff like that, and then you see a metal lunchbox left by a worker. That kind of metal tin lunchbox. Okay. Well, was the glass? Was the glass bottle like a small teeny glass bottle? Is it like a big big bottle? Oh, that's not great for an audio podcast, is it? Uh, like uh, yeah, like a pint. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll grab that. Yep. It's a brown bottle and it's got a skull and crossbones on it. Excellent. So you make your way to within 10 feet of where you know him to be. You can't see him, but you know you're within about 10 feet of him. Stitch is about 40 feet away from him, lying with a with an arrow sticking out of his thigh as the moonlight spills through a um, skylight at him. It goes back round to his turn. Um, Jesus, his passive perception, uh, his perception is dog shit. So uh, he has not noticed Hanash crawling up on him. But amazingly, as a, as a man of very little intellect, he can still see Tatty and frustrated um, by the shield, he's going to fire again with his bow, this time only getting an 11. Doesn't hit. As you, Tatty, you hear a thwapping noise. As you look up, you see an arrow sticking out of a uh, pig that's be up on a work surface next to you. And you hear a scuttling of feet as he moves across, still behind cover of crates. Right, uh, Stitch, you're up. Okay. Um, you still know the direction he's in. I know the direction that he's in, but I haven't seen him. Okay. But he, he's kind of between you and Hanash at this point. Can I, if he's between me and Hanash, can I move round the other direction a little bit just to like see if I can see if I can see him? Yeah. I've got like 30 feet of movement, so I, I don't think I should need too much if I'm kind of moving yeah, around. Yeah. So gingerly move into the right-hand side, the arrow sticking out of your thigh, screaming pain up your leg. You slowly pull yourself across the floor, like 15 feet to the side, until you clear the edge of the crates where he'd been hiding. And lo and behold, you see him slumped up against a pillar with one shoulder kind of ruined, the bow in his other hand. It raises the question how the fuck he's been firing a bow with a ruined shoulder. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll... We'll, we'll work yeah, on that. It better be a disadvantage, I swear to God. I swear to God, if this wasn't a disadvantage, <laughs> I, the forums will know about it. We got ourselves into a narrative loophole there, listeners. You see him slumped up against a, a girder about 30-odd feet away behind the crate. In which case, I'm going to use I'm going to use catapult and I'm going to throw... I'd be quite happy to throw a, a, a bovine corpse at him or something. I think that would work. That would work. Pretty well. Bovine cops. Bovine cops. Bovine cops. 
Um, in wow. which case, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at him and just just point like point at him and just say, "Welcome to the meatpacking industry, bitch." <laughs> uh, he has to make a dexterity saving throw. Twelve. Oh yes, he needed to be a thirteen. Oh, uh, so he takes three d eight damage. Tasty. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's six plus one. That's seven plus eight. Fifteen damage. How do you want to do this? <laughs> um, yeah, I point at him <laughs> and I say, "Welcome to the meatpacking industry, bitch!" Um, and the the this the fucking like lifeless corpse just like swings off a meat hook, mm. stops for like a second as pulling on it and then it like yanks the chain off and just like flies towards him and he's he's probably like looking up like why is this old man just pointing at me nothing's nothing's happening uh and then he just gets fucking like his head just gets fucking like pancaked by this entire corpse yeah um, so as he as he looks up um he's slumped to get remember you gotta remember he took a serious amount of damage with a gunshot through his shoulder uh, he slumped up. He's looking at you. He goes a bit wide eyes. He sees you reach an arm out and, and come out with a pithy number. As he hears something, looks sideways just in time to see half a frozen cow fly across off a chain and slam him into the girder that he's leaning against, crushing his skull as it slumps to the ground. You see his legs are pinned underneath the frozen cow as his head just lolls on top of it with, you know, the ruined side of his skull. As you see him trying to choke up words as the blood is getting caught in his windpipe, as you see him trying to say something and get words out, and he's almost in his dying moments. He's getting frustrated because he can't talk as he just goes to lift a finger and then slumps down on top of the cow. Uh, I'm going to kind of like slowly waddle towards his body and I'll just call out and be like, Hanash, are you still there, my friend? You just see Hanash has opened up the lunchbox and is just eating a sandwich whilst drinking the formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. I think, I think, I think the tie on the bottle means you shouldn't drink that, my friend. <laughs> and that's coming from me. <laughs> yeah, Hanash, what are you doing? Uh, I, I stand up and I'm like, wow. Hot damn, man. Good job. Good job yourself, young man. And, uh, yeah, I guess I walk over to the corpse and, you know, I, I rifle, rifle through pockets for money and the clues. Because you, you're a policeman. <laughs> money exactly. and clues. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you rifle through the body. Um, it takes, I would say it takes both of you, but um, Stitch wouldn't be much use as Harsh has to use his legs, back, and arms to hoist the frozen corpse off the now broken legs of uh, the killer. As you lay him down and go through his pockets, it's hard to tell, like, what's the blood of the animal, what's his blood, and what may well have come from the victim. But, yeah, you see on him a ruined bow. You see um, he's got all sorts of sharp knives on him, um, some of which are covered in dried blood. Uh, as you pull out his wallet and go through it, you see uh, all sorts of kind of paper money. And um, he has um, his membership club 
to a local brothel that um, says his name is Savaloy Jim. Do we know Savaloy Jim? Oh. Put it this way. Do you know a Jim Savaloy? I don't remember. Jimmy Savile. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go extra xp for uh for, uh, for a stitch um savaloy jim as um it is hard for you to discern due to the wreckage of his skull but you would be very surprised if this wasn't the serial killer who you've already had two cases and this would be the third case with almost identical modus operandi of intestines being drawn out into shapes. Um, Sadly, you've not managed to get a confession out of him before killing him, but both of you can feel vindicated that you have saved the citizens of Nutbush from the threat and terror of a serial killer. Um, As is at this point... Stitch that you look down at the arrow still sticking out of your leg. <laughs> I go, oh, I'm not quite so spry. Oh dear. I-, I want some destruction. Can you like break one of these benches or something? I mean, to, to be fair, to be fair, with catapult because it because he had to roll the saving throw. If it was an attack roll from me, I would have asked if I could have rolled with advantage. Uh, okay. Because it, it does involve destruction of property, uh, whether it hits or not, to be fair. I dig. Um, yeah, I think I think Stitch uh, just looks and he's like, I, I, I just gesture to the to the arrow in my leg and I go, looks like you, you better go call in the cavalry, seeing as... I am injured, and there is no way for us to call the rest of the police here from a distance. I hear cavalry here, and I run up to him and I put out. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end this week's episode. With, in that freeze frame, as Hanash rips the arrow out of the goblin's thigh, as the look of scream and horror on the <laughs> goblin's face... And the look of the look of unbridled joy from Hunash <laughs> at, the, at the sight of fresh blood. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that a hell of a lot, and I would like to keep on exploring. A bit like Young Belsiar, we'll come back to. I want to. I want to see more. I think we found an amazing character in uh, Stitch Willowtip. Yeah, mm, I thoroughly enjoyed. For sure. Thoroughly enjoyed playing that character. We've got to wonder. By the time Hunash is Hunash, as we know him in our campaign. Is Stitch Willowtip pensioned off or dead? The only way we're going to find out is by doing another one of these. I reckon it's going to be dirty. I know. I, I, I reckon. I reckon because we never, we never really established whether Stitch was actually a cop or just like some civilian. So maybe he did take medical pension, and now he just works like they bring him in on freelance, mm. like kind of like a private eye. Mm. Stitch Willowtip, private eye. <laughs> If Harry Bosch can get a legacy series, so can I. I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of time for this. So um, yeah, nice work all round. That that is some some amazing accent work, Chris. I, I, do you know what I, I I had to cobble this together very very quickly. I think what did we find out at like three thirty that Something like we yeah. weren't going to play a normal campaign, and then you know we meet at like seven forty five. So. Yeah. Within life going on and the rest of it, we just we just rattled this together, and uh, I think you both personified your characters amazingly. And do you know what the worst bit is, Raggy? 
You only got to fire your gun once. It was so good. I know. I was so excited to like throw my bottle of stuff, distract him, him stand up, and then headshot. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it could have it could have played out that way, but I mean, you 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 hurt him in a big way with that pistol shot through his shoulder. So just being like true to the rules. Yeah, there, there was. I mean, you 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 only you had a chunk of health left, but you 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 managed to exceed it by I think two points by crushing him into a girder with a frozen cow. So, um, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, it's still a pretty Hollywood moment. If I didn't shoot him, I was going to jump out the window. Like, if I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't, if I didn't like, get him, I was going to jump out the window. Jump out the window and try and tackle him down. I was like, well, I'm not going to catch him otherwise. Yeah. I was, I was waiting for some Jackie Chan kind of moment. Yeah. I was thinking about using uh, dissonant. My other, like, pretty big spell, like, damage-wise, is dissonant whispers, which is another save and throw as one. But, like... I think that does like 3d6 damage if he fails. Mm. Um, and because it's quite a like mental, like psychic one, yeah. I figured it's a bit closer to the character. But because I was going to try and use it while he was running away. Even though it does damage, it's still like it forces him to use his reaction to, to run in the opposite direction of me because mm-hmm. it's like conjuring his fears or something. So, like, if I didn't kill him with that, it would have been really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there were some nice options there. I think, I think it worked out really, really well, and had a had a certain tension to it, which was which was really nice as well. Cannot believe it accidentally started off like dread. Wasn't my intention. Yeah. Big fan of that. Big that film. Massively underrated film. Great film. But uh, yeah, another time maybe. Right, one day we will pick this back up and uh, roll with it again and see where we get to. I hope that's not the last time we meet young Hanash, and I definitely hope it's not the last time we meet Stitch Willowtip. Until until next time, my friends. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's a thing that happened. We hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as we did making it. Surely that can't be the last time we hear from Stitch Willowtip. Stick with us and we promise Stitch will ride again. Before we let you go, we just want to say a big thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fucknuggetry. And, seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? Better yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? It really does help, I promise. And if you're feeling super generous, why not consider recommending us to a friend, family member, or cellmate? As ever, we can be found all across the socials. We're on Twitter, at AnnoAno number one. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We try to post the maps and puzzles from the episode so that you can follow along with us. And once in a while, when the mood takes us, we might even drop a photo of the cast just for shits and giggles. So, that just leaves us time to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Raggy, and myself. We're all off to use Stitch's latent psychic abilities to rob a bank. With any luck, we'll see you back here next week, my friends. Happy adventuring, and remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.